Hey everyone, Tyler from MTG Uncensored here. How you doing? Good morning. No, it's 12.30. Never mind. Uh, happy Tuesday. August. August? What? It's October. October 13th. Oh my god, I always get the dates wrong. Oh my god, I'm terrible. I forget the day, now I forget the month. Yeah, this isn't this isn't looking good for my mental state. Well, happy Tuesday in October, everybody. How's everybody doing? You doing okay? Your day good? Your week good? Really? That's awesome. Now, I I don't know what you said. So, there's that. Um, so what's going on? What's going on? We're going to start right off the top with our fan shout out. Um, I like to do them at the, right at the beginning for people who listen, uh, you know, they don't have to listen very far to hear their fan shout out, but you know, you like me enough, just listen to the whole episode. Love you guys. But, um, yeah, this week's fan shout out was going out to, uh, Dan Campbell, um, or on Twitter at the, uh, T H E E M T G engineer. Um, yeah, super cool. Um, tweeting out my stuff, you know, giving a shout out to the podcast. Um, yeah, loving it, loving it. And he says he's an engineer. He plays Magic the Gathering. So he's on Twitch, YouTube. You, Dude, you posted a picture of your studio or your Twitch setup, and it's nuts. You got a Batman chair. The LED light is pretty insane. Light up keyboard. What are you drinking right there? What are you drinking? Oh, it's a Diet Coke. My man. My man. Totally creeping on your page, but that's how I do my fan shoutouts. So what up? Awesome, dude. Appreciate the support. Um, keep it up. You know, share out. You know, you give me shout out. I give you shout out. That's how it works, man. Uh, yeah, so really appreciate it. So we're going to move right into um, what's trending. Uh, what's trending is the grand finals finished. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, I loved it. It was uh, Austin uh, Bersavich, uh won it all. And it's I touched on it last week, but I think it's really funny how you watch these matches, professional matches, they're all in arena, kind of like, you know, the mythic championships and what have you. It's just funny because you see them like their pajamas and like their collectibles hanging up in the back. It's like their bedroom behind them. You could judge them on what kind of room they have. It's just really funny. They're like being professional magic players, but they're just kind of like in their room and everyone's wondering why they've been stuck in the room for so long because they're trying to win, you know, a prize check and it's just funny that it's being done remotely um because i know when, when he won right when he won i mean he was more pumped awesome was more pumped when he beat like the semifinals because it was a close match it was kind of like he knew he was gonna win in the last match it was close though but it's just funny like he goes to cheer and he can't like fucking he's like yeah oh, oh my neighbors are gonna hear me like oops so uh, not like on stage where he can go nuts and you know, it's, it's a pretty sick. But also, what's trending, what's what's tied into what's trending is um, I called this. I was telling my wife about, you know, I was watching the the grand finals and how Omnath deck, like a hundred different Omnath, Omnath decks. There was Omnath Adventure, like Omnath Ramp. Um, there was a couple Gruel decks. Um, there was, uh, I think... Um, Autumn was playing a Gruel deck. Um, Seth Manfield was playing another four. No, he was playing a, a counter deck. I don't know if it was running Omnath, but um, yeah, it was uh, just hell of a competition. 
I love watching it. I think the coverage is awesome. They had Reed Duke on. Um, he was one of the commentators. Big fan of Reed Duke. So he's on Twitch as well. I watch him all the time. So yeah, awesome. But so like I was saying, though, I was I told my wife, I go, you watch. The day the champion, the grand finals is over, over, they will ban Omnath. Like 100%. And then there was an article that came out that said that they were doing like, I guess like a surprise banning. But it was going to be announced on the 12th, which is the day after the grand finals. And I was like, no way. And I wake up this morning and he's fucking banned. Omnath is banned. Lucky Clover is banned. Like no shit, dude. Like if he's in every single deck, then you have a problem. Or every single deck, and it's, like, built around them and everything. And I think I went over this on the first episode. First or second episode. But Omnath, Locus of Creation. A mythic from Zendikar Rising. He costs a mountain, a forest, a plains, and an island. And it's when Omnath, Locan, Omnath Locus of Creation, enters the battlefield, draw a card. That's not bad. He's a 4-4, by the way. But his landfall ability... Whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control, you gain four life if this is the first time this ability... I always read that wrong. Um, whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control, you gain four life. If this is the first time this ability has resolved this turn. If it's the second time, so you put a second land in, then you get to add a mountain, forest, plains, and island. If it's the third time, you can get three lands out of the field in one turn. Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. So people were just abusing the fuck out of this. It was nuts. They had all these builds around him. It was insane. And obviously, I don't blame them for banning it. I think when a card is abused this much, that it should be banned. Because I I like metas. I don't like staple standard cards. As in, you should see a whole bunch of influence-type decks. Like, kind of maybe around the same idea, like when or like something like that but when i'm sorry but when every single deck has to have omnath otherwise it won't work then he's a problem like that's clear as shit right there like it's then he needs to be banned like and if you don't agree with that you know let me know tweet at me let me know i'm ugly no no i'm not you don't never even seen me you don't know what i look like no, I'd love to hear another, like, opinion about that, though. Like, I think he should have been banned. Like, I'd like to hear the argument on the other side. My brain can only figure out my side. So, yeah, if you if you agree with the banning, or, I'm sorry, don't agree with it, you know, let me know why. I'd love to hear your view, you know, argue it out on Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, for sure. So, yeah, um, with that, yeah, then I also put in that Lucky Clovers was banned. So, right from there, we'll move right into the main topic. Um, my main topic, it's going to be like a more loose discussion, um, with myself. I'm a sociopath. Um, main topic is why magic should be more popular. Um, what I mean by that is you go to Magic the Gathering. I noticed this when I was watching the grand finals. You go to like the Magic the Gathering Twitch page and their grand finals. And you look at Magic the Gathering as a section. Now that's including all arena players and people watching Magic's grand final stream. They had like 15,000 people watching. I think it was something like that. Like, dude, Fortnite gets like 90K on a Tuesday. It's like what I've always noticed this is like finding magic content to really delve into the culture of magic is hard because I have there's like an hour and a half documentary on YouTube. So I strongly recommend everyone go look or go watch. It's called uh, Magic the Gathering Enter the Battlefield. 
It's an hour and a half. They do like mini sub-series of this too, but there's one that's an hour and a half. It's from like 2015 or something. Absolutely amazing. The production is amazing. The interviews are amazing. The people on it. I mean, you see people, you know, Melissa DeTora, Shahar Shenhar, uh, Patrick Chapin, um, uh, Reed Duke, uh, the Peach Garden Oath. It was him, Huey, and uh, um, Turtenwald. You know, all that. Like, just the excellent interviews. They go into the culture about it. Uh, but it's really hard to find more content like that. And I think Magic the Gathering is popular as a game, but as a market and as something that's marketable is 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 not. I think, you know, I look back at, like, past championships that they've held, like, the arenas and productions were kind of low. Not including, like, their most recent, like, Mythic Championship. I think they did that right. You know, a big trophy on the stage. Like, they've always given out big checks and stuff. But it always seemed like the only, only people who were there were other hardcore Magic players. They didn't appeal to um, people who just like watching tournament-style um, things. Like, they had a world championship for Rocket League, okay? They held it in a friggin' stadium. They filled it. It was insane. And, like, I had never played Rocket League, but it was so watchable. You know, it was so, you're just, you know, big plays, like stuff going on, awesome saves. Everyone's going nuts. And there's just eight people or six people, however many it was, like on center stage in a big arena. And the whole place is going nuts. You know why? Because it's watchable. I think one of the best things Magic could have done was create and incentivize uh, Magic Arena. I've talked about it before. You know, watching paper Magic is hard to keep up with. And from a straight production standpoint, you know, the announcers being able to call every shot, even knowing their decks as well as they do in uh, tournaments, um, it's hard to, you know, think what they're thinking or understand the strategy in, in a complex game of Magic. It's not so easy to be like, oh, he's going to do this. And some of the commentators are still really amazing, but, you know, putting it onto a big screen and watching a paper game of Magic is like kind of hard. And then trying to understand the whole rules aspect of it. You know, but like what they did in the Mythic Qualifiers, though, is it's all arena. It's all on arena. They're actually on stage. And I think watching arena is way more interesting than watching Paper Magic. And I love playing Paper Magic. That will always be the original way to play Magic. Um, that's still the primary way I play Magic. But the ease of arena, like, they should invest so much more into arena. Not into, the like, necessarily the game itself. But investing in marketing tournaments with Arena. Just, I'm sorry, Wizards of the Coast, dump your fucking money into this. Make bit now, it's COVID, so not right now. <laughs> that would have been a bad business move. Look at me giving terrible advice. But I'm saying, like, make spectacles. Make people want to come, physically come and watch this. That means you're paying, you're getting money from Arena, people spending money to build decks on there. You're, you're advertising your paper product, which you can't tell me you don't make a lot of money on. Like, obviously, you do worldwide. And then you're getting ticket sales. Don't just advertise to people who play Magic. Like, advertise to a group of people who want to see tournament-based games. Because I guarantee you, like, people who watch, like... I mean, damn, the World Championship of Fortnite. It, w it had millions of views for a free game. A free game. And you can't tell me they didn't make bank on that shit. Like, they made so much money. They literally filled it, like, a again, a stadium to just watch these kids play Fortnite. 
Like, it's because people love seeing competitive nature. They love seeing big plays. They like cheering. They like, oh, shit. They like having fan favorites. Like, people like Ninja or people like, you know, these other people like, you know, they're Team Ninja or whatever. Like, why can't you have that with Magic? Like, it exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. There is competitive Magic. There are names. Like, me, I follow competitive Magic. But, like, why aren't these more household names? Like, because the tournaments aren't that big. Or they're big and you're only getting 15,000 viewers at one time on Twitch. That's insane. You should. It's so watchable now on Twitch. Um, if, even if you're tuning in remotely and you're not physically going to these events. It's so watchable now. And y- y- your commentators like Reed Duke and uh, Day9 are absolutely phenomenal. You know, they're good. It's like, what is not being done? Is it a straight money thing? Are you guys not paying for the marketing? Maybe not putting the right promotional stuff out. Maybe your marketing team isn't, you know, marketing it the right way. I don't know. I just see such potential to advertise the game of Magic, of watching Magic, not just playing. I know you guys want to advertise the playing of Magic. But if you advertise watch, like, the the, the watchability of Magic, people will watch it and go, shit, I want to, I want to play this. And maybe they'll skip Paper Magic entirely and go right to Arena. But guess what? You're still making money off them. Like, you're still spending money. And they don't have to. They don't have to spend money. And that's the beauty of it. You, as a consumer, get to choose what path you want to go down. But I just think there's being there's a lot of missteps happening right now with um, Magic the Gathering and their marketing. I think it can be so much more. I think it can be such a universal culture magic that it doesn't have to just be exclusive to the people who like it. Because even people who play Magic try to say, hey, did you watch Seth Manfield the other day? And they're like, what? Who? Like, you're not even getting over to your own full market. To your market, you're not even getting your advertising and marketing to your own customer base. I just think if it's done at a bigger level, invest, man, your company. Your com- invest in your own, invest in yourselves. You know, go big, become the spectacle of gaming. And you have the perfect platform because you're not paper anymore. You have a, like a game, like an online game that you, that you can do. League of Legends, perfect example. People watch that. They, they're huge, crazy fans over it. You know, it's such a backing over League of Legends. And it's a computer game that they're watching. Other people play. Same thing. You guys aren't paper anymore. You're digital. Capitalize on it. Like, it could be so much more and such a better household name if you just invest resources into it. So that's what I wanted to ra- I mean, if you have any better ideas, like if you have, you know, something I'm not thinking about, tweet at me, email me, you know, I'll bring it up. If you guys have good points, I'll bring it up too. Um, so yeah, that's where I'll, I'll rest that subject. I get pretty passionate about it because it bothers me how awesome magic is. And you only see 15,000 viewers on a grand finals live stream, COVID or not. Like it was like this for the world championship too. Think they had a decent amount, but I don't know. I think I just think it could be better. So awesome, 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 awesome. We're gonna move to the card of the day. Card of the day is actually a card I'm playing on Arena. Didn't think I was gonna like the card. Turns out it's pretty awesome. Um, so it's in my mono red deck, and it's a fervent champion. It's a one drop red. It's a 1-1 first strike haste. And whenever a Fervent Champion attacks, an, uh, another target attacking knight you control gets plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn. Um, equip abilities you activate that target Fervent Champion costs 3 less to activate. 
So in the deck that I'm running, I'd run four of these. If you have even two of these on the field, they're dropping immediately and attacking. So you ping them for one damage. Uh, most of my games start with a, a turn one Fervent Champion drop that hits them for one. Perfect. Turn two, if you have two in your hand, boom, two. They both attack. They give each other plus one, plus one, plus oh. So then turn two, you're swinging for four damage. And if, it's also playing burn. So shock and all these other things. If they have a one drop, a Lotus Cobra or something, you just shock the Lotus Cobra on turn two with the one mana. Second mana, drop Fervent Champion. It has haste. So then boom, they're both attacking, giving each other plus one, plus oh, and swinging for four. Turn two with two mana, you've destroyed a Lotus Cobra and done five damage. It's a hell of a way to start. And then just to add on, Equipped abilities you activate that target Fervent Champion costs three colorless less to cast. So an Ember Cleave that comes onto the field, if you put it onto something and the creature gets destroyed and your Ember Cleave is just sitting there, um, it's three to equip. It's a free equip to Fervent Champion. Ember Cleave is just a broken card too. Um, target creature gains double strike and trample, gets plus one, plus one. It's just, yeah, it's, it's gross. And the thing is, the colorless amount is X less, where X is the amount of attackers that you have, and it has flash. You can cast it and equip it at instant speed. That's all from fucking memory right there. I swear to God, I didn't just look it up. That's from memory. That's how much I've been using it. So fuck off. <laughs> I can remember things. So yeah, this is uh, this is the card of the day because it's so much value so quick. Um, and you, I actually last night was playing. Arena, I had four of these on the field. I had all four, all four on the field. They're all giving each other plus one, plus O. That's eight damage on board. Swinging, and it's first strike. So you have things like a Lotus Cobra. I think Lotus Cobra's a 2-1. And you're doing first strike, so you'll kill it. People don't even remember what first strike does or even check that you have first strike. So usually it ends up killing them, and you stay alive. So it's awesome. Uh, it's absolutely awesome. Huge fan. I put it in the deck not thinking I was going to use it that much. Holy shit, was I wrong. So, yeah, huge uh, huge card shout out there. Um, and then today, like you guys always know, we open cards on the podcast. Um, what's also in that red deck is a Terror of the Peaks, uh, which is a dragon. It's amazing. And I'm going to try to open it. I have two packs, M21 here. I'm pull it up. Terror of the Peaks. Because I don't remember this one off the top of my head. Um... So he is a uh, M21. He's a five drop, three colorless, two red, five, four flying. And he reads spells your opponent's cast that target terror of the peaks cost an additional three life to cast. So they got to ping themselves, to even target him. And then whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, terror of the peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. My dude, take my money. I want to buy in singles but i just like opening things i want to open them it's way better so i got two here we go ready i got two here we're gonna open thank you target not walmart this time target so there it is you ready the day i actually call what i'm gonna open i'll lose my mind like say like i'm going to get this and if i open it i'll fucking shit on the spot and i'm in my car that'd be crazy to clean it Oh, M21's backwards. I forgot. It's a... It's a token, a land, and then... Oh, my God! I fucking opened it! Oh, my God! 
Oh my god. Are you fucking joking? I'm literally look. I'm literally holding it. First fuck. I literally just said I was gonna freak if I opened it, and I was trying to call it. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. I'm in the Target parking lot looking like a crazy guy. Let's fucking go. Terror the they're backwards, so the mythic or rares in the front. So Terror the Peaks, Kite Sail, Freebooter, Jeskai Elder, Teferi's Tutelage. And then that was it for all that. Dude, let's fucking go. Oh my god. Wanted this card so bad. And I haven't bought M21 in forever. Damn, that was some satisfaction right there. It's the normal. It's not the extended arm. I don't give a shit. I have another pack. I don't even care. Oh, my God. Damn. All right, so here's here's the second one. It's not going to be that good unless I open two. There's no way in hell. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just die on the spot, I think. Damn, dude, that was crazy. And I know it's, like, hard to believe... I mean, I'm going to tweet a photo of the Terror of the Peaks. And I'm in my car right now, so you'll see me be in my car. But, dude, that is some shit. All right, let's see what we got this time. So, Night Token, a Swamp, and... Oh, Discontinuity. Discontinuity. Another Mythic. Uh, okay, Epitaph, Golem, Fungal Rebirth, Oroskull, Kotal... Life goes on, sky scanner, blah, 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 blah. Wow, two packs, two mythics. Let's fucking go. Discontinuity, three blue, blue, blue. As long as it's your turn, it's an instant. As long as it's your turn, this spell costs two blue, blue less to cast. Um, end the turn. Forcefully end the turn. Dude, let's go. I'm never, I'm never this lucky. Never. I got my Terror of the Peaks. Fucking eat it, dude. Not you guys. You guys are awesome. So, yeah. It's not going to really get much better than that. So, I'm going to end the episode there. Um, yeah. Give me... Uh, oh, hit me up at Twitter. At MTG Uncensored. Um, or on Gmail. At, oh, MTG Uncensored at gmail.com. So, yeah. Hit me up. Um, you know, interact with me on Twitter. Um, you guys can be a part of the fan shout out every episode just like my boy Dan Campbell is. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next time and, uh, live long, prosper bitches later. Bye.